Yo, John. Yeah, BJ. You think they're ready for this? Nope. Well, let's go then. Keep it real. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Keeping It Real, where this is the podcast that you come to for all your real advice. I'm one of your hosts, BJ Parker. I'm John Clinsman. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Um, not much. How are you, sir? Uh, man, I'm, I'm back. We're back at it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just mowing through life, man. This week was awesome. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Mowing, mowing through, life. through life. Hey, I, I, will, I thought you were spraying through life, though. Spraying through life, mowing <laughs> through life, keeping it real, R-E-E-L, you know, all that good stuff. I, this week has been phenomenal for weather. You get a lot done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have been busy all week, start yeah. to finish. Uh, weather's not fantastic yep. to be outside today, but it's been a great it's been a great week. Yeah, I was uh, super pumped. I I sprayed all day yesterday. Um, you know, of course, golf course still wet in a lot of areas and and things. And but uh, yeah, it was just fun to get out and do. I got sunburnt. I saw your tweet about spraying, and yeah. at the same time, I, or around the same time, I was taking a picture of the the pressure gauge on, on the rig and I was going to tweet something out, Yeah. but then I tweeted something about some other nonsense. Yeah. So it's all good. I want to talk about some of that tweeting it and stuff towards the end, but, uh, do you, do you, do you, does, does that like consciously come to you or do you plan stuff out or do you just kind of say, I'm gonna throw that out there. I think it just comes to me when I, yeah. when I see something we're yeah. doing that I think people might be interested in, yeah. you know? Um, but I, I like to, be active enough in it yeah. that um, kind of like our podcast, you're, you're constantly doing it. So people are constantly looking for what y'all right. are doing or, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, so I try to make sure I don't go multiple days without tweeting something out, yeah. whether it be just nonsense or um, something informative or as informative as it can be. And uh, been a lot of Twitter activity this week. Yeah. We got a lot of great feedback from our episode last week and we're going to, I think we're going to delve a little deeper into that in a recent or in an upcoming episode. Sure. Um, but love the feedback yep. from the guys that that reached out. Definitely appreciate yeah. that. We should do a um, we should f- figure out a way to do a a, a Q and A one. Just a whole episode where we we for over a week we just try to fill as many questions as we can and see if anybody's interested in anything we got to say. About That'd be it. a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know how we can pull that off. We should probably do that. If you know, we could we could jump on the um, at Keep It Real Pod, yep. and um, have people just send in questions yep. and not answer them on Twitter, but answer them, yeah, answer them live on the on the podcast. Yeah. I've never done one of those on my other streams, so let's do it. Yeah, That's I a think, great idea. Yeah, are you a basketball fan? Uh, not really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I enjoy. I enjoy it from time to time. I enjoy yeah. March Madness a lot. I think that's the only time of the year where I actually get into it. Right. I enjoy high school playoff basketball, um, which I guess I'm – I wouldn't say I'm forced to enjoy it, yeah. enjoy that, but I do enjoy high school athletics a little right. more than I enjoy. Um, Is that because you keep up with it because of your position? or Probably. Just, I mean, I like to I like yeah. to know what the schools do, and I, I yeah. try to. You know, sometimes the guys will come in and ask me what a certain team did, and I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> but, I mean, typically I do try to yeah. check Twitter, check on the scores. You know, we haven't been able to attend games this year. I do typically like to go to a game or two every year. Yeah. Just show your face. Let, let those kids that you're not actually working. I don't work for the basketball team at all. I do nothing for them. Sure. But 
let them know I fully support them, yeah. you know, and uh, continue growing those relationships around the campus. But as far as uh, actual basketball goes, when, when March Madness comes around, I'll, I'll get pretty deep into that. But uh, pro basketball, I couldn't yeah. tell you who's who. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much the same way. I love March Madness. I've kept up with basketball a little bit more this year. We don't have to go into reasons why, but sure. I told you earlier, you know, Bama's playing some good basketball. And, right. and for those that – I mean, I think a lot of times people realize that Bama football fans don't really care about any other sports, but they're just never good at any of them. But right. they've been baseball and some other things. They've, they've sort of been decent. But I've year, noticed their their baseball team's yeah. coming on yeah. too. I mean, they've, they've been pretty good, pretty decent. I mean, SEC's tough. But uh, right. as far as basketball goes, I've paid a little bit more attention this year. And – of course, um, you know, March Madness is a fun time. I was out uh, – probably the most fun I've ever had is I went to Vegas one year for the first and second round games. And so I was there from like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it was all March Madness stuff. And it was – that place is back before we could go th- and do things. It was a madhouse. Right. And uh, just had a lot of fun. And I think the uh, the thing I really like about the, the way college basketball does it is the um, – the little guy has a chance, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 more and more we're starting to see that it's harder to predict who you know who's going to win. Even even if a team comes in like Gonzaga this year's undefeated, rolling, you know they still don't they still can lose in a one game deal. Yep, you can still lose. I love watching a sixteen knock out a one. Yeah, that there's nothing that gets me more excited in in college basketball. Yeah. You want to hook me in. And get me to sit through more games. Yeah. Let a sixteen knock out a one in round one, and I'm hooked the entire sure. tournament. Um, if it if it if there's the years where it falls the way the experts think it'll fall, yeah, I don't get as hooked. But when right. you have that Cinderella story and they make it to the the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight, yeah. I get pumped yeah. and I, I'm excited about it. And I'll go to a, you know a Buffalo Wild Wings and watch a game or whatever it might be, I'll, I'll be invested. But you let a, a year go by where everything's falling the way it's probably supposed to fall, then yeah. I, can't, I can't get as, as interested in it. Yeah, it's no fun to, for the chalk to win, as they, so to speak. It's like the, everybody, all the favorites keep rolling along. And, and in some years, that, that happens. I mean, it's just going to happen. But basketball is one of those sports that, like I said earlier, you know, it's like the little guy has a chance. The underdogs, it happens every year. And, you know, I think once in the history, 16 team has won, but we've had many 15 seeds uh, win. And those are just – those are cool stories. And, you know, and you what don't was have it? that chance in other sports. Three years ago, four years ago, MTSU knocked out. They were the Michigan 15. Michigan State. Were they the 15 or the 16? A, I think it was a 15 against the two. So, and they knocked out yeah. Michigan State. Yeah. That was a fun year yeah. for me. Uh, I immediately became a Blue Raider fan. Sure. Um, well, here's another idea. We could uh, we could do a listener March Madness um, yeah. group on like ESPN or whatever, yeah. and uh, get listeners to click in and put their picks in, and maybe we come up oh, with a can, prize. We can definitely set, uh, set up a bracket and see who wants to join our. You know, figure out a prize yeah, for it. Heck yeah, we'll give we'll the give away first ever keep it real hat or something like that something. if we ever get it designed. You can't give away all our ideas on on. <laughs> I mean, come on now. But yeah, that's that'd be a good idea. I mean, you know, um, I so for the longest time, um, I mean, as long as I can remember, I've dabbled in sports gambling, 
And now that it's legal in the state of Tennessee and you can do it from your phone and, you know, you don't have to go offshore or do stuff. You don't, you don't do anything like that. Mm. Do you, do you have any opinions about it? I mean, nowadays no. you can't, nowadays you can't get someone to talk to the, you about a game without them mentioning the Absolutely. spread or the over under or something. Yep. And so you, you get educated by choice now or, you know, by, you know, uh, osmosis or whatever. I used to have a guy I worked with at a, yeah. at a warehouse that every, I think it was like every Wednesday he would yeah. bring these papers in. And I, I mean, I guess for lack of better terms, you'd call him your bookie. Yeah. And, you know, he'd give you a sheet of what the, what the, the spread was or whatever. Right. And you could throw $5 down and it might be three to one, yeah. you know, and, I don't think I ever won anything because I'm terrible at picking games. Right. Um, but, I, I mean, it was always fun. But at this point, I don't have the money just to waste. Sure. So I just don't do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I know it's an investment, but or it could be an investment sure. in, a, in a certain way. But it's just not something I have yeah. the extra cash flow coming in to want to yeah. throw down on a game. Well, and in, in not for this podcast because we could, we could spend a whole hour on talking about how – you know, gambling can be a, a full-time job. And, you know, if you do it right and you have money management and those types of things, um, you know, there's ways of doing it. Yep. And you also have to do your homework. At I mean, this just, point, it's no different than the stock market. Right. I mean, the stock market's a gamble too. In, in a lot of ways. I mean, you can, you, you can make educated guess and you can find things that are in your favor and take a risk on them. Same thing in sports gambling. Yep. You just you just have to know what you're looking for. You have to know what you're doing. But I enjoy doing it. And March Madness is, I mean, it's crazy to think you have like 32 games one day, and you're you know you're, if you're dabbling in all this. And but that makes that that adds another element to the whole idea. I mean, it's, football obviously is a lot of fun doing it that way. But March Madness is so condensed into a small you know even with the conference championships that I think it's fun and get to do it. And you know you can do it from your phone now. Right. It's all good. <laughs> well, um, before we get going yeah. too far, we sure. need to thank everybody for for clicking Absolutely. on us, for for liking, for subscribing. Um, you think they're tired of us yet? Uh, not yet. Yeah. Um, I've actually uh, Eric O'Neill with Brightview. I know you told me not to mention him again by they, name without them sponsoring yet. us. <laughs> um, he he texted me yesterday and yeah. was asking when the next episode was going to drop because yeah. he was fully caught up. And, uh, you know, that's, that's great. You know, yeah. I, I, I love it that people are, are looking for that, ec that next episode. I don't know if maybe he's waiting on me to be irritated with them and go <laughs> off or something. But He's uh, getting all his information from the podcast. <laughs> How can we make John happy? <laughs> Write this down. Right. Um, no, I mean, I, it, Trotter with the sounds, you know, we, yep. we've talked about him quite often. He, he's done the same thing. All the guys that are listening yep. week after week, we appreciate you guys. Keep sharing us because we're growing really well. We talked about the numbers this week. Um, you said uh, basically from week one to week three, we went from 25 day one downloads to 100 day one downloads. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I hope we continue growing yeah. at that rate. I'll take it. Um, yep. But, we, you know, we definitely appreciate you guys listening um, week after week, sharing us with, yeah. with your coworkers or with somebody that hasn't listened yet. Please keep doing that. Yep. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed. We, we definitely see you. Yeah, no doubt. That's well said. I mean, it's why we do it. I mean, if we, if someone gets, if one person gets something out of this and we're doing our job, well, I'm having fun with it. It's a blast. Uh, I mean, I, I love, I love sitting and talking and, and just talking about whatever. And this podcast is, gives us some freedom to do that. You know, what's funny is I don't like talking that much. 
you wouldn't know it from Get the episodes that we've had, but <laughs> I, I've told you before, we've probably even talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I'll be at my son's baseball tournament. Okay, so we're, we try not to date this. We record on Friday. We drop on Monday. So if right. you're listening to it, we're recording this on Friday afternoon. Yep. And um, I'll be sitting at my son's baseball tournament this weekend, and I will sit away from everybody because I just don't want to be bothered. Like, sure. I like to sit by myself. I'll chat with parents. You know, I'll yeah. cut up with them. But then I go back down by myself and enjoy the game from there just because I don't want um, – I don't want to just be bugged the entire sure. time, people talking. Um, I'm, I'm really an introvert, but you wouldn't you wouldn't take it if you're listening to the podcast because <laughs> I do, I do t- talk quite often on here. Well, I've gotten you to uh, do a podcast together, and you were the most frequented guest on Making the Turn. So, and probably the most um, number of hours that from any podcast. Yeah. We went, we went an hour and forty five in the first one. Yeah. So I apparently have a lot to say, but maybe that's because I don't talk to other people very often. Well, and I mean, you also you also have a an opinion and a knowledge about things that you're willing to share. Well, I appreciate, drawn, you, I appreciate you believing that. It's, BJ. It's been drawn. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say it was the right one, but you know, it, it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, this is, I mean, I try not to say how many episodes, but this is the fourth one we've done. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's growing and it's, it's doing well and I'm enjoying it and people are hopefully somebody's getting a kick out of listening to me and you talk about stuff. All I ever hear from anyone is our back and forth yeah. is really good. We you got know, a two like, star this next, this last time. That. Maybe that one star bumped us up to a two star. No, we still have a one. I think we have two one stars and a two star. Somebody doesn't care for us, but that's that's okay. Keep listening. It's all right. We love them just as much. We absolutely do. Absolutely. I told you last episode, I love the haters. Yeah. You ain't got haters. You ain't doing something right. Absolutely. That's what I say. Well, you remember, um, so let's dive into some of the stuff we talked about. Um, You remember, uh, you might have saw this. I retweeted it. I think I said something about like it has to be a joke, but there was a, and I, do, do we say where it was at? We probably just... I'd say we just... So there was a job posting, and I don't have the job posting um, now. It has it's been, been taken. It's been, had been removed, <laughs> so I don't know if it was a joke or what. But there was a job posting written by, obviously, someone who clearly understands what the needs of the position was, but it was a superintendent position at a club to not be named. Um, but it was, it was really quite hysterical yeah it was almost hard to believe if it, if it was real it was the most ridiculous thing i've ever read i was kind of surprised read. whenever you know so when when i saw you tweeted out and it's been it's been a month or so ago yeah it was a when i back. saw you tweeted out i was really shocked that the job board that posted it even posted it because it's it's a job board do you want to say who posted it, or do you just want to leave no, that just leave, to it? No, okay. they can make up their own. So if you have, if you're in an industry, yeah, and your industry has a job board, they typically will approve the post before they put it up. Right. I was really shocked that that particular particular um, industry job board listed this posting. Well, it's funny you say that because down in the thread, you know, you can go and listen, uh, read everybody's comments. That was actually one of somebody. And I don't recall who somebody directly addressed that very topic and said, "How how in the world can you allow this to be approved on here?" And I don't think there was a response. But maybe it, the response was removing it. Maybe that's why it's no longer up. Yeah. I, I anyways, I bring it up because one to make 
light of it, it's funny and it's ridiculous that there's people that have this thought that these types of things, I mean, there was, there were just off the top of my head some of the notes I made, there were like, you had to check green, green speeds had to be a specific, specific speed. They had to be consistently, they had to be checked, you know, every day at 2 PM. I mean, they gave specifics like that, you know, um, checking organic matter, making sure it's a certain percentage. I'm, there ain't, there ain't, I mean, outside of us turf guys, there nobody knows about organic matter or what it needs to be or what, it, you know, and so there was just some real expectations were just all over the place, you know, and, and um, I don't know. It was, I thought it was pretty hilarious as to somebody would, uh, I wonder if they got anybody to respond to it. I sure hope not. I mean, yeah. truthfully, the only way to not allow those types of jobs those jobs to require these yeah. unnecessary requirements yeah. is to not apply for those jobs. You know, there was a lot of talk in minor league baseball a few years ago about the pay for head groundskeepers, whether right. it be double AA, A, triple A, whatever. Um, and one of the talks was quit applying for the jobs, you know, quit taking the jobs at yeah. $10 an hour, or whatever, right. you know, the crazy amount that they were paying the head groundskeeper. And, um, you know, you're never, ever going to stop someone from taking that job. Sure. Someone's going to take that job because they can get their foot in the door there. Yeah. Um, and they think it's, you know, the next stepping stone. But the thought process was if people will quit accepting yep. these low offers that they'll stop offering. No, that's never going to happen. Right. They're going to find someone. They'll always find somebody. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the thought there with that, that with that posting would be if nobody applies for it, yep. this course is going to realize that these requirements are just stupid, right? And and move on and maybe change the way they're doing yeah. they're doing business. Do you do you? Uh, I mean, I know you're. I'm not suggesting anything as far as, but do you ever keep in tune with kind of what's out there? Do you yep. look from time to time? Yep. Is there? Do you ever read? positions yep. or just see what's, what people are looking for? I, I, I regularly check, um, the job board for yeah. sports turf managers, yeah. um, just to see what is available, what's open, you know, whether, I mean, it might not be for me. It might be for someone I know that's yep. looking, um, down the road. It might be for one of my assistants that's looking to move on. Um, you know, it might be a, a head position for him or even an assistant's position yep. that might be, you know, the next step for him to become a, 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 a head somewhere. Right. If I said, uh, 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 one more time, I was going to smack myself. That's all right. Um, but you, so yeah, I mean, I check it and I, and I check it for myself as well. You know, I'm not, I've told you before, I'm not looking to move. Sure. If there was an amazing offer, an amazing opportunity that I just couldn't turn down, then we're going to have to look at it. Right. But I, I do keep it. I, I think, and I think we need to in the industry. Like I think, I don't. I think you and I've talked about this many times. You can't be complacent in where you are. Right. Um, you you kind of have to be looking at that next step because when you become complacent, one, you you don't advance yourself where you currently are. Right. You um you get satisfied with where you're at and you're not trying to get better. Yeah. Um. So I think it's important that we're always looking and. I've interviewed for a couple positions, you know, um, just for the interview process. I think right. it's important to keep that fresh and to to see what other people are looking for, to yeah. see how they interview. Maybe it makes me a better interviewer. Um, 
you know, when I'm, when I'm hiring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I keep an eye on all that stuff. Yeah. I think you got to, I mean, it's, it's, it, it was way, it was the way I did it. You know, it, you just kind of look and see what's out there. Yeah. You see what people are looking for. You see what salary ranges. I mean, there's just, Absolutely. A, there's just a wealth of knowledge about things. And even if it's not something you're interested in, I mean, if a job comes open and it's one that you can advance your career, then it's worth, it's worth, what the heck was that? It, it was worth, um, it's worth, you know, at least throwing your hat, you know, have you not heard the refrigerator no. in the, in the previous Never episodes? Heard it. What the heck I've heard that? it in the previous episodes. It just, it <laughs> shuts off from whatever it's doing. Yeah. But I mean, um, so the phone ring, you may not want to answer this question. So the phone rings tomorrow. Who is it that you're like, I'm out. The Cincinnati Reds. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, and, and it's the is one money matter. No, no. It's, okay. uh, that's good. It's the one position that, um, my wife and I have talked about and yeah. she knows if that one comes open, yeah, we've got to go. Yeah. Uh, it's just a dream. Lo- I wouldn't say it's a dream location. Um, if the reds were in Arizona, it'd be much better. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, but, um, anyways, um, it's, uh, it's just one of those positions yeah. that, yeah. If the Why phone, the Reds? I've been a lifetime Reds fan, and yeah. I would – I mean, it would be just like Alabama calling you and wanting you to come down and take For that sure. position. You, you're you're probably headed that way. Yeah. It's just a, I've, I've, watched, I've watched 90% of Reds games through the season, and, and that's probably the one position I would really love to be at. When when their head groundskeeper left, I applied for the position. Yeah. Um, it's not that I, I don't want to leave Innsworth. If anybody at Innsworth is listening to this, I don't want to leave. Yeah, this is. But everyone has a a dream spot to be at, right? And that would be it. Um, I had said back years ago, before I ever became the head here, that if the lookouts ever called, if the Redbirds ever called, if the Smokies or Sounds ever called, so the four minor league teams in the yeah. area had ever called, and even the Generals at one time. Um, that I, I would go. I wanted to do baseball in Tennessee. I've actually had all but the sounds and Redbirds call, and at this point, they're not dream positions anymore. It's yeah. no, it's no offense to those positions. They're great jobs. I'm in a great location. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, I think we spoke about it before of sports turf jobs in Middle Tennessee or in Tennessee in general. I'm at. A prime location. Sure. You know, this is kind of where you want to be. Um, and I, I know if I were to ever leave, there would be eight, ten guys looking to get here. Absolutely. Um, so there, there's not really, at this point, there's not a Tennessee job I would even even really think about too heavily. Yeah. Um, but I've had them call and been able to say no, and that's a great, that's a great spot to be in. For real. Yeah, that's a great spot. I never thought I would turn those jobs down. I never thought I'd be in a position where I could tell those jobs no. Right. It's not right for me. Do you feel like this place allows you the opportunity to ever get to the Reds, or would you have to move to a minor league or some other uh, so position? What I think – do I think this position could get me to the Reds? Yes. I don't think this position could get me to the Reds as the head groundskeeper. I think I would need some some more professional baseball experience, right? And I think I would need some cool season turf grass experience. I'm 
I'm light on both of those. You okay. know, I've, I've worked mm. with the sounds, of course. Yep. I don't think that's enough to get me there um, as the head. Yeah. I do think this position could launch me to one day an assistant position there, yep. which then down the road, you know, and we're talking when I'm 80, 90 years old, maybe yep. be the head. So it's not like I think that realistically that position was for me. Sure. And I even said, I told, I told multiple people when it came open, I'm not getting it. And it wasn't, I didn't believe I could get it. Right. It was uh, Stephen Lord, who was the head at, at the Reds at the time, he had two great assistants under him that had been there for years. And I truly felt one of those guys was deserving enough. One of the two, I mean, either of the two, yeah. were deserving enough to get it and should get it. And, and I truly, I feel promotion from within, we talked about that in a previous episode, is, um, is something I, I look at in an employer, you know, and I was glad to see one of those two guys get yeah. it. I'm happy for them. I'm perfectly fine at not being me. I, I didn't even get a call. I got yeah. an email after they made a hire that they made a hire. Congratulations to the guy. Like, I'm, sure. I'm super happy for him. Absolutely. It obviously wasn't the right time for me, and that's, that's you know, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think most everything in life, while you have to work your ass off for it, <laughs> for sure. I think most everything in life happens for a reason. Yeah. I really do. Um, and, you know, I've got my son at Innsworth, and he's getting a fantastic education. Yeah. Um, he wants, you know, he wants to go to college. He would, you know, he says today he would love to go to Vanderbilt. Best way to get him to Vanderbilt is to get him a great high school education, yeah. a great middle school education, and he's getting that here right. currently. So when I look at those jobs, even the Reds, I have to factor in he's getting a fantastic education. Yeah, there's here. more. There's more things to consider. There are there are a lot yeah. more things to consider. Yeah. So you know when those those lesser offers come, no offense to those offers, but when a lesser offer comes. I really have to factor in what he's getting from this. And I'm invested in what he's getting from this as yeah. much as I'm invested in what I'm getting from this. Yeah. So, you know, when he graduates, when that time comes, he's in fifth grade now, when he graduates, you know, I think the, the train to, to moving towards, you know, my ultimate goal really revs up. Yeah. But until then, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about it. Yeah. You mentioned something earlier that I want to, kind of come back to is you you some of the deficiencies i mean obviously you need the you are the experience with major league baseball and baseball parks but i would tell you that uh may, and it might be a little bit of more of an encouragement thing is don't don't focus so much on the grass part of it i mean you you've got all the knowledge you need and all the ability it does not matter what the species of grass is you will figure it out. I, and, I, I, and you, I agree with and that. And you know, you know exactly what need the expectations need to be done for whatever. I mean, yeah, there's obvious differences in cool season and warm season, and we can obviously talk about them. But at the end of the day, I hate that saying. I don't know why I say it all the time. But you know, um, you you you'll perform the grass. You will get the grass to perform the way you need sure. it to, regardless. And I wouldn't look at that as any hurdle you had to get over. I, that I would be that. that would be my advice to you and 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 I and I had a I had that very same thing come up in my early in my career about you know going from bent grass to Bermuda grass sure. and I'll tell anybody that uh, you know hey there's obvious differences if you don't know that the summers around here get brutal and bent and if you're growing bent grass that you 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 got to figure out how to make sure that you can survive 
uh, we call 90 days of hell, but like, you know, from Labor Day or uh, Memorial, Memorial Day, 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 Day. To, to July 4th to Labor Day, kind of in that window. I mean, it's like you you got to you got to learn that's, you know, the, depending on what area of the country you're in, you got to learn how to figure out how to sure. get the grass to survive in conditions it just doesn't like. But what what I'm saying, what, where I'm coming from yeah. with that is, is if I'm interviewing two guys, they've got the same structure of experience you know they're they're both just as qualified i've got guy a who's only grown bermuda grass yep i've got guy b who has grown some some kentucky bluegrass easy for me to say and i'm interviewing both of them they're both just as qualified i like both of them just the same i'm probably going with the guy who's grown the the bluegrass why can i not say blue today i don't know anyways I'm probably going with the guy that's growing that cool season stuff before I'm going with the guy that's growing the warm season grass. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of times people will gravitate that way. I think you got to be real, real. Can I say real, real careful that that's the the deciding factor. If if there's some other glaring things also, sure. but you know, you're right. I mean, obviously that's something that somebody's going to look look at and consider. But my point was back to you is like, and if anybody's kind of looking at that. If you're if you've been doing it long enough, you'll figure the no grass doubt. part out. And, I completely. And, and agree. there's there's no there's no way to. I mean, obviously it is a concern because you would if if all things being equal, then you might lose out. You know, and that and that stinks, but that that happens sometimes. But um, I you know I think I think you address that and and or anybody if you're ever in that situation, just address it and you know give them give the employer some encouragement that uh, they they hire you that they're going to get what they expect absolutely you know so well i know we started out talking about the uh the job guidelines that and and whatnot and we kind of blasted through it but it did it did uh, lead down some interesting conversation about what your you know career path and dream goals are and stuff like that and and um you know i don't necessarily know if i would answer the question with a specific answer i mean i i i'm I'm trying to gravitate towards earned income and move into like passive and 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 investment income and and have you know multiple sources of income and so yep. you know I'm doing mine a little bit different trying to build you know all this stuff that we're doing and and my own business and consulting and services and whatever I can do and so that's what you wanted to hear yeah. me say why that was was. I wouldn't leave for anybody so I could keep doing the podcast with you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I hope that one day this podcast makes us enough money that you can decide whatever you want to do. Right. But, you know, I agree. Until then, we'll just keep on plugging away. Keep listening, yep. subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And yep. <laughs> help us get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, step up, sponsors. That's all Absolutely. I can say. Well, um, Bright view. Come on. The um, So I had a, a topic in mind, kind of our meat of our podcast, I thought we just hit the meat. I know. What are you doing to me? That was that. They're getting way too much out of us here. We're giving them way too much effort. But (laughs) being a sports turf and golf course superintendent guy, I wanted to kind of pick your brain about the game day uh, events and thing and processes and procedures and things that you circle or you know uh, or sort of schedule and how that relates to non-game day stuff's not really going on maybe you don't have anything to do um do you do things differently and how can we tie that in to say on the golf side where you have tournaments and and even though in bigger terms it might be on tv or whatnot versus everyday play so i'll throw it out there kind of what are your thoughts what do you do for um 
Is it, do you do things differently to prepare for a game on game day, that week of game, versus not? I'm obviously assuming you do. But, well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, yeah, you have to. Um, yeah. No matter if it's baseball or football, you know, we have a game day spray out yep. that we like to spray out. Um, so, so you actually spray on game day? Not on game day. Okay. So for football, I like to spray on uh, Tuesday. Yep. So you know we'll we'll spray a tank of of just some light amount of nitrogen, sure. some iron. Going to ask down. you about the rates? No, I don't <laughs> want you to ask me about the rates. It's in my Bible over here, but go. I don't want you to ask me about the rates. Um, we'll spray some ambient, you know, and yeah. and by the time Friday rolls around after we've put the paint on the field and and all that good stuff, the the ambient and the iron are all working together, right? And we've got a nice dark green field you know not that the field's not green before all that yeah but you're just boosting it a little bit to give it that game day flair you know if if i just have a a jv game that week i'm not doing all that stuff yeah you know um no game day week i might spray out a light amount of nitrogen or whatever but i'm not i'm not adding the iron or the or the ambient to it you know just feeding it a little bit you know letting it eat um baseball's kind of the same way i've got I've got a you know a, a game day plan, but baseball's still a little bit different too. You know, we'll play two games at home, one away for a series or whatever. So, you know, it, it might be a Monday coming in, yeah. putting a nice spray down for the week, versus you know doing it for just one game. Uh-huh. Um, you know, for for division games in baseball, we'll add we'll add Tigers to the to the grass in between the dugout and the dirt, yeah. you know, or we'll add a, we'll add an E behind the plate or whatever, you know, um, Jackie Robinson day. If we have a game around that time, which is in April, we'll add a 42 behind the catcher's box or sure. whatever, you know, just little stuff to, to get people excited, you right. know, let people enjoy what they're there for. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of little things we do um, to the field just to give it a little flair for a game you know if uh no games this week might not water the dirt nearly as much you know if we're watering you know we're not watering yet but if we don't have a game this week we're probably not watering the dirt nearly as much as Mm -hmm. on a game week where we're trying to keep it wet and keep it keep it a nice playable surface yeah um just little things like that that we tweak you know for game weeks or game days, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, but, no, I never spray on game day because I could just see that going to hell. Yeah. It always makes me nervous to, <laughs> to spray too close to a game. Because, sure. you know, you got a little time if you wait beforehand. On a game day, like, so back to football, you know, we, we paint on the days leading up to the game, and then we do all of our touch-ups and our finished product the day of. Um, we'll mow in the morning. Um from time to time, we'll take the mower back out and not run the units just to roll it, just to try to get any tire marks from the from the paint machine where we touched up, maybe right. off or anything. Um, just things stuff like, that nobody else will notice. <laughs> they'll they'll never. I mean, nobody would ever see the tire marks yeah. going across midfield to the E yeah. to touch it up. But I see it right. in every picture we've ever posted where we haven't rolled it beforehand. Yeah. You know, and it's not like we're doing anything actual to we're 
we're laying the blades back over because we'll we'll roll it in the pattern or sure. whatever. So we're getting a little more pop out of that pattern yeah. or or whatever. But we um, nobody else ever sees that. No, ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I see it, right. and that's really all that matters. Yeah, that'll be um, the one thing you focus on. It w- I would I would yeah. see it the entire game. Right. I guarantee it. Yeah. Do you do you um, catch the clippings when you mow out there, or do, or do you let them? Are you just are you not catching them during a game week? We will. Yeah, we'll take them off. Yeah. Um, when we were growing in the field, we we caught a lot of clippings. Sure. But I like I like to leave the clippings on. Yeah, for you know, I mean, you get you get so much back from your clippings yeah. that I hate to remove too many. But on on a game week, we'll we'll typically catch them, especially um, if we've painted. Yeah. So that Friday morning mow, we're always catching them just because I don't want. So on a game week, we're mowing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right. and Friday. We'll take Thursday off so that we can spend the entire day painting. There hasn't been many times here recently where we've had to skip like Wednesday and Thursday, but if weather doesn't cooperate, if uh-huh. we skip Wednesday, Thursday, we mow on Friday. We we might take quite a bit of white off of like the numbers or lines, so I don't want to throw that white paint somewhere else. Right. Once again, no one's ever going to notice it. Yeah. But I'm going to see it the entire time. Right. So I like to get that off. Um, I lost my train of thought. That's all right. I was headed. I was looking at that picture behind you, looking at the field, thinking of the things we do for <laughs> game day, and lost my train of thought. Um, anything specific like uh, top dressing, like verticutting, grooming, those types of things that you do? Because obviously – the you want the field to be a certain condition come game time. Yep. And so you, you've done this. You have to repeatedly do this over and over again. And so you kind of know, but the, the time changes. I mean, things, you know, shift and move, yep. and especially in football. And, you know, around here, you know, you got dormant, maybe overseated situations. Sure. So are you constantly evolving and changing and Absolutely. just to so try to get? We, um, we like to groom a lot, especially on yeah. a game week. And we did learn real quick this year. Um, it was just trial and error because it wasn't something we had always done in the past. Right. It was just something we found we liked the look of the field when we had groomed. And we the the weather had shifted a little bit. I went out with the groomer, groomed it, we mowed it, yep. and it just didn't it didn't look the same. And I was like, okay, grooming is out now. From now, from sure. here on, the rest of the season, we're gonna. Because, you know, you could look at the temperatures and see we weren't going back up much. Right. Um, so, you know, 80, 90 degrees, yeah, we're grooming. Yeah. Um, 60, 70 degrees, we cut yep. that out, you know. Um, don't do a lot of top dressing once the season starts. Mm-hmm. We we try to get as much of that done preseason right. from about middle of June through the dead period, we'll try to get which dead period, if you don't know, is around the week of July 4th. So we'll try to get that stuff done during that stretch. Uh-huh. Um, but other than that, once the season starts, we don't do much. I'll do some field testing with the um, the Clegghammer, checking numbers. Yep. There's a lot of people that are a lot smarter with it than I am. So I'm not going to – I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on field testing, sure. but I know where your numbers are supposed to be. I know where you, I know what ideal is and 
For people that don't know, tell them what the click hammer is. It you drop, man. How do you? It's a firmness meter, right? Yeah, firmness meter, right? And it checks it checks how hard or soft, spongy, possibly in some situations your field may be. Um, And I think I asked you on your other podcast where where I was interviewing you. you, Do you have guidelines that you have to follow? Yeah. So anything over a hundred. Is too firm. Sure. And in the when the hammer drops onto the soil and it reads, it's measuring pounds per square inch. So, a hundred pounds per square inch is is too hard. And so I like to stay. I like my field to be somewhere between eighty and like ninety. Yeah. That's kind of where and and that's what I've noticed is where the field feels the best as far as when you're walking across it, your firmness versus spongy right you know you get down in the 50s and 70s and it's it's real spongy filled so i like to keep it in that range um and it'll measure your pounds per square inch and then the nfl says 100 is too firm so that's what i go off of we don't have a high school regulation which i i could see that that coming down at some point you know college has a regulation now at some point they're going to start protecting the the high school athletes a little bit more well they'd have to have all the same resources because it's just yeah you know not everybody's insworth well you know. you're probably right <laughs> i mean it's a little different but yeah i mean i hear what you're saying at least some point they might start at least implementing some sort of guideline based on you know if there's injuries concussions yeah. all that kind of stuff as far as football you know and whatever else but yeah i didn't mean to derail you though. no you're good yeah you're good um so we'll do that. Uh, we'll do some soil meter, you know, soil moisture readings yep. um, throughout the week. I've tried to get into a better habit of just doing those constantly. Sure. And I think we've talked before. I I like to see what happens if I don't water. You know, what where is my wilting point? How many days can I go not watering before I start to see that wilt? And then yeah. I like to check what my moisture is then. Right. And then I like to check what it is a day after I. I've watered. So yeah. I kind of have an idea of, of where I'm at. I think that's the best way to, to judge any of that is, is by seeing it and then checking it yeah. versus I know I should be at this level. You know, ha- I, have you worked with the, enough, the two devices enough to know, say you go out there and you hit it, hit it with the moisture meter. Can that indicate without even really doing the Clegg hammer? Clegg hammer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's, Kind of common sense. Sure. I don't. Not, I know. Not, I'm, I'm that's just, kind of common right, sense, though. Right. I mean, if if your if your soil is super wet, yep. you're going to be softer. You're going to be less firm. Yada right. yada yada. If your soil is is at the wilting point, you're probably going to see a much firmer yeah. surface. You know that. I, that's why I didn't say it, but that's yeah. Those two pretty much go hand in yeah. hand, um, and you can pretty much check one and know where the other right. is. Makes within, sense. within a certain Make, range. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. I, you know, so to kind of tie in the, the correlation between what you're doing, you know, game days kind of for you or you're, you know, you need to be ready to go. Everybody's ex, the expectations at the highest. And, you know, it's sort of a, it, it, to correlate it, it's sort of normal. That's the normal thing for you. Sure. You would have something, Let's say you had a, a state championship or something. Now that that coordinates to something different. You may not change anything about what you I do. D- I don't think we would change yeah. anything. Yeah. And I think so. Real quick, and then I'll let you jump into the golf side of yeah. it. I heard Eric Taylor on your podcast a few weeks ago talking about, 
you know, he's got his assistants have a checklist and they're they're going down their checklist on a day of a game. We've we've got this, we've got the bases, we've got the rakes, check, right. check, check. We've got our checklist. You sure. know, and I actually took it from my time at the Titans and something they did on game days just to double check that everything had been done. So I'll I'll bring the crew out. We, you know, we'll be getting ready to go eat or get our showers before a game and we'll go over the checklist. We've done this. Whoever did it will let us know it was done or yeah. whoever saw it done will let us know. So we'll go over our checklist just to make sure when we get out there for a game, there's not a no shit moment. Yeah. Uh, we didn't put, we didn't put the sideline tarps down, you know, or we didn't put the benches out, you know, and we're yeah. an hour outside of the game. Right. Um, we, we don't run into that because we, we hold ourselves accountable with that checklist. Well, um, I would, uh, I would say that in in the golf side of things, we have our we have our same detailed list. We especially so for normal everyday play, and for most golf courses, this is the same. You know, you're going to be open. You're going to have customers, members, uh, people playing golf. You have a certain expectation. Every day is different, though, especially around here in Middle Tennessee. Weather can become a factor. It, but you know you're not having a game on every every day. I mean, it's but it's the same deal. You you're going to have something this time uh, of year. We right, are right. I mean, this time of year we've got soccer, lacrosse, baseball, softball, track and field. Right. There's an event here daily. Sure. It's just to what level do we do we worry about X, right. Y, and Z? Sure. And I think that's the same thing. I was you know the point I was going to make with golf is is that every day. You know, not everything gets done. Not every day you're going to mow and roll. Not every yep. day you're going to double cut. And you just try to create a consistent uh, uh, situation and, you know, set of circumstances for the majority of the time. Because, they're, you know, it's like everything, you just got to – there's certain things that got to get done. Yep. And, and when you start looking at from a tournament standpoint, because one, one of the things that gets said a lot and blamed a lot, whether it's right or wrong, is, is that – we all only do this for because it's this tournament and not everybody's playing for this tournament or it's a member guest or something. And I'm like, well, obviously we want to show off the golf course and obviously, but we also work an extremely different amount of hours. We have to get on and off the golf course at different times. There's a completely different set of standards. And, and typically these, these events are done when the golf course is peaking. And so everybody sees the course being like, phenomenal and everything came together no we just had some reason to bring it all together and that's why it happens that way and then you try to maintain that but you can't sustain the hours of right. work that went into that to get it to that way and you know it's just like at a you know i've volunteered at several major you know not major usga events or obviously world golf championships they, you know, they have uh, sixty or seventy volunteers come in. You can do whatever you want. You and and yeah, you. But you also have a different set of circumstances. You got spectators. You got the best golfers in the world. You got a certain level of conditions that you have to achieve. And you have people giving you things that you need to do to make it look. And it's on TV. Right. You know all these different things. So yeah, there's obviously differences that you would not do on a normal week. And in golf, it's every day, and you know you you're obviously doing something every day with intramurals or yep. or whatever. But you've there's got just going. different they're levels just different, of expectations. Yeah, it's just different levels of expectations. Yeah. I mean, you know, surely you want. I want to give. I, I always said that whoever tees off first in the morning, we should give them the same uh, level of 
experience as someone who tees off late in the day. Well, that's easy to do because that guy in the first, he gets to see everything kind of taken care of. But the, the person in the, on the, you know, it tees off at two o'clock in the afternoon, they've, they've seen the, 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 the bunkers are not in the, the same shape. Uh, there might be uh, some, you know, something, a tree fell down. There might be all these different issues and you just want them to kind of um, get some experience that everybody else is getting for the vast majority of people because um, you can't have tournament conditions every day. You can't be in field condition every day. But, you know, you work towards, you know, for us it was always work towards the weekend. That's the, ma- the, the vast majority of people played. And we wanted, to, we wanted to stack things up. I always said if we were doing anything Friday afternoon, that's why I, why I gave the staff the day off or, or the rest of the day off on Fridays. Every, unless we just absolutely couldn't or needed to get something done, I said if we're doing something on Friday afternoon, then we've missed the boat somewhere. You know, we need to be, we need to be done everything needs to be kind of tidied up and then weekend we're maintaining uh, quality conditions and then back at it Tuesday or Monday we're air fine, vertical and top dressing, whatever we're doing, you know? And, and I think you just, you just have to look at it. And, and like you said, you have a list, you have a checklist of things you do and you know, whether it's uh, making sure you put the right flags out cut the cups, make sure the holes are in the right location, make sure the T's are set properly. Uh, bunker rakes are where they need to be. You know, there's just a you know a long list of things that that are important, and you know one one little thing can throw a wrench in the whole deal. Yep. But Absolutely. you're you're gearing up towards you know your event or your game or whatever, yep. and you know there's I think there's a lot that we both go through on both sides that can be learned from the other about the things that just have to happen. It's just like tomorrow, we have an eighth grade game on on the high school field. Yeah. There's a lot of things we won't do for that eighth grade game that we would normally do right. for a varsity baseball game. No offense to the eighth graders. We love them just as much, and the field will be just as awesome for them. There's just certain things we won't go through. Right. I'm only bringing one guy in. We're going to do the bare minimum to get the game off and, right. and on the right foot, um, where with, with a varsity game, if it was on a Saturday, we'd have minimum two guys in, and then we would do a lot of the – a lot of the extras today right? so that we didn't have to do them in the morning. Yeah. You know, um, but you can't bring in, you're not going to bring in your entire crew for an eighth grade baseball game. That's going to take you 45 minutes to prep for. Right. It's not going to do it. Sure. Varsity game. You know, there's a lot more that goes into making sure that the field is perfect for those kids, you know, and it, and you'll get the same or you'll have the same feelings. Well, why didn't you do it for the eighth graders? But you do it. It's, it's a little bit different. Right. You know, it's a little bit different level of what we need to do versus what we're going to do for those guys. Yeah. You know. And I think that's that's important. I mean, uh, while everybody thinks that their event or their uh, time to play golf or to be on the field is, is important, the expectation has to be tempered with the realities of what needs to be done and how it, how it can be done and what the, what the you know, level of importance is. Everything's important. You don't right. t- you don't you don't put anybody on that field and not want them to have a great experience. Absolutely. But you can't give them game day conditions it's every time. It's not realistic. Yeah. And I and and you can't have your golf course looking like Augusta National every, every week. week. Yeah. You just can't do it. And you know people people's expectations are out of whack sometimes when they think that that 
it should just be this way all the time. Yeah. It just can't, it's not possible. And you know, I would love to make them that way yeah. all the time. Um, it just, it's not realistic. Absolutely. I mean, I, I always had a saying, I told people that nobody had any higher expectations for the, the level of conditions that we provide than I do. And I'm sure you're the exact same way. It's like, nobody's nobody, nobody can talk to you about how, you know, how high their expectations are. And, and you say, well, you have better expectations for this place than I do. Nobody's no, expectations are higher than mine. Right. And so that, that, that makes you already one step ahead of where you need to be. Right. You might have to do something or pull a, make a decision based on a, a particular situation, say it not be a, you know, a, a varsity game or something. You might have to say, Hey, that we don't need to do that. That's yep. not as that's not going to be that important that we yep. don't do that. But you're not going to say those things about, you know, when when the lights are on on Friday night. Absolutely, you're not going to do it, and do and that's just the reality of the situation. Yep. You're going to do what it takes, and then you know after the games, you probably got your post game stuff you got to do, and you wrap it up. You know? And you know, typically, we spend a lot of time here post game yep. to make sure the field's ready for the next week. If we don't have a game the next week on the field, right? We're not staying as late. We're we're heading to the house and we'll get it on Monday. You know, same thing with the baseball game tomorrow. There's no rain coming in yep. between now and Monday. There's no game next week. So we're not going to stay post-game and rake chalk up and get the chunks yeah, off the mound. We'll, we'll get it Monday. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, where if it was a varsity game and we had another game the next day or the right. day after that and I saw rain coming, we're going to get all that stuff done post-game sure. that night. You know, so just trying to – set realistic expectations not only for you and your crew but for the people that are here plus keep yourself yeah. within within budget with payroll yeah you know it's it's a challenge it's a balancing act i was gonna kind of tie this all together with saying you know in golf you can have a, a gm a golf pro uh a greens committee chairman uh <laughs> you can have a half a president you know, you have a half a dozen different people that have completely different standards and expectations. I've got the same and, thing. And you do, I promise you. I mean, you. you've got to answer to all these every people. Every one of them. And, they, and every one of them's coming at you with something different. And you got yep. to just, you got to be able to take, you got to take a step back and say, I always used to say, are they, are they saying a opinion? Are they saying something that I should actually pay attention to? Right. And, so I, I've had this exact yeah. situation this week to where I had four different people give me four different opinions or expectations. Yeah. All of these four people I've got to listen to. Sure. And I've got to take what they're saying and try to figure out what what's doable. Right. And that's 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 a delicate that's a delicate tightrope to walk. Yeah. Well, that's where you become good at your job is you know some of that some of that balancing between what you're trying to get done and what everybody else yep. is saying you should be doing, you know, that's, that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. If you're not able to handle all those expectations under promise over deliver. That's right. That's yeah. all I ever try to do Yeah, and fake it till I make it. And we're, <laughs> we're, we're headed down the right road. Well, you know, I, I just think it's fun to kind of compare and what goes on and, and, and not and talk, have a little bit of real conversation yeah. about some of those things. And, and because it, it is, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a perception that you're doing things for only one time 
and it's not really that. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, yes, you want to be you want to be on your game on game day, yep. but there's so many other things that stack up, and and the same with in golf. Yes, tournaments look like we're doing. God, I did it again. You're not going to hear that, by the way. Jeez, man. I, you I gotta, said last time you weren't going to call yourself out I for know. that. I, well, it just. What y'all added. didn't hear was the music began playing, the, the shutdown music. Basically, it, the had, wrap up I, music. Get off the stage. It's time to go. That's home. right. I, you, you know what's funny is I do a template for this. And so that tells you, that can tell you about where we're at on all these. So they won't hear that, but I, I made mention of it anyways. Um, no, I, I just, I think it's good conversation and, and, you know, if you're in sports turf, you're obviously dealing with games and you have differences, you know, there's, there's golf courses that have different set of expectations based on their budget level. Yep. Same for you. You're, you're doing things that other people can't do or are not able to do. And right. so we tempered all of our expectations and, and our, and sort of what we're talking about with the realization that we understand that, Absolutely, you know, but, um, you just kind of wanted to chat with you about some of that stuff. I like it. That's a good yeah. topic. Yeah. I think that's one that we could even go deeper into. I think so episode. too. I mean, I don't, I certainly don't understand everything. I know the grass part pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I can, I could. You got an idea? I could jump right in there with you and, and do the grass stuff. Well, you come know, on. I need, I need some free labor. <laughs> that's right. Um, I'll make you my. I'll 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 hire you as a consultant and not listen to your ideas. <laughs> I won't give you them <laughs> unless you ask. I'll just jump right in there. So um, before we go, I thought I thought we would have a little fun and talk uh, about social media and the turf Twitter sphere, and you know just some of the things that you see pros and cons how how it's being used. I think for me, I've been on Twitter for a while now. That's the one I typically use when I'm uh, most active in terms of uh, sharing opinions, ideas, things I'm doing. I do Instagram. I do Facebook. I think Facebook's more of a um, – it's, it's kind of like – I would say it's kind of like a your life history kind of thing. It's kind of just stuff you do and, you know, I don't use it as actively as I, I – I, I don't – I don't – yeah. I, mean, I, I put stuff, stuff on it. it I do too. I put stuff on it. Just to kind of engage with people, but I don't, I don't necessarily feel like that's the best spot for me to be. And you know, I think Instagram, Twitter, uh, I'm starting to do some TikTok stuff now. But uh, what are your thoughts on it? I, I know you're, you and I are both kind of active. Uh, I feel it's a good tool. Um, I have some opinions about some things I don't like about it. Sure. Um, but uh, what's your thoughts? Twitter is by far my favorite of any. Well, I waste more time on TikTok. But as far as for the turf grass industry, I love Twitter. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things currently going on on Twitter is the Ryland Strong um, donation that, uh-huh. that has been going on. I, I, um, I tweeted it from my account. I think we need to go ahead and tweet it from, from our, our podcast, the Keep It Real Pod account. Um, if y'all don't know, Ryland Strong. Um, Did I'm we gonna, not? Did we not tweet something about it? Is this I'm not, the the donation yeah, one? The donation. I might have, but I, I want to make sure we do. Okay. Um, and I I want you guys to check it out. And if you feel if you feel inclined, please donate. Buy a shirt. Donate whatever it takes. If you if you can't do anything, it's free to share it. So at least right. share it and try to help them raise some money for this kid. Um, he has a a brain tumor. Uh huh. 
and uh, they're trying to raise money for for helping his family out. So um, check it out. I, I, I'm not going to delve too deep into it. You guys can watch the we'll video. Share it on, we'll share it on. We'll share it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, we we've got shirts coming from yeah. it. Um, we made a donation uh, from from our account. Basically, um, that's one of my favorite things that go on it. Just yeah. the unity of of the group in general. It, it, no matter who it's for. Yeah. I'm just talking about this one in particular, but just the unity of the yeah. group. Another thing I love about it is is um, the interaction with guys. You know, I, I posted some, a picture of um, some samples I took of the field and sat them in the office, and I'm watching the green up on them. Yeah. And uh, just the interaction with other turf managers. Guy had a great question of um, between the North Bridge and the, the Tahoma, which one's your favorite and why? And I love the why. And I basically told him, Give me another year. Let me answer this in like after the end of the growing right. season because I'm really interested in what that Tahoma's about to do. Um, my least favorite is is the whether it be a parody account or the accounts where guys knock on other fields or their crew for for screwing up. Yeah, you know you're 100%. everybody is gonna screw up. Your guys don't need to jump on their Twitter page and see their boss trashing them for it, or somebody's going to paint a chalk or lay a chalk line wrong. You know they don't need a turf manager from another location right. taking a picture of it and being like WTF. You know that's that's not how we grow this industry. That's how we run people off from this industry. For real. There's a lot of accounts of of people that do that exact thing, and it drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, get off your high horse. If you don't like what you're seeing there, won't you go talk to somebody at the location and say, "Hey, can I help you with this? Like, yeah. is this something I could help you with to get it better?" You know, I saw a situation at a local field this week where they laid the clay, or they had clay, they laid clay, and now the clay is crap because they didn't till it in and roll it, and it's awful. Like, it is absolutely the worst right now. They're they're working really hard to fix it, but I'm not going to jump on my Twitter account, take a picture of it, and be look at, look at these dummies. Right? They didn't do it right. Look at my field. You know, we're only a couple miles away. Yay me! No, that's not how you do this stuff. Right. Like you, you go out there, and if you if you want to help them, then you help them. But you're not doing anything positive by trashing them on on social media. Yeah. And and that that is my least favorite part of twi- turf Twitter. Yeah. Those those types of people that that take that almighty road of I'm yeah. better than you because I do it better than you, right? That's that's my least favorite part, and I'll I'll unfollow you real quick when you start posting that stuff just because I don't have time for it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, obviously Twitter is a cesspool sometimes of I, uh, a fun uh, was it a a funhouse carnival? I mean, you you can get a uh, you can get a lot of stuff that's just and and people love to talk about. Um, the negatives, the downsides of things, point out, you know, this thing or that thing that's wrong with the world or what they're doing. But I 100% agree with you. On the turf side in our industry, I don't understand calling out an employee, calling out some negativity that's all, you know, that's going on in your house. You, you need to keep it in house. And that only makes you it to me it makes you look foolish that you would do something like that I, I i don't have any place for people degrading or talking down or or you know highlighting somebody else's 
you know, bad misfortune. Yeah. I would never go to someone's golf course and take a picture of something and say, look at this crap. You know, yep. I would never do that. Um, you know, I understand all the complexities of what people go through and what they're doing. I've seen people do anything from run air fires into lakes, put carts in creeks. You know, it all happens. It just the craziness happens, but I'm not going to post a picture about it no. or, or condemn someone. Heck I've done stupid yep. stuff. I don't want people doing I that used to me. To paint some of the worst lines. When I started painting, yeah. When I was the assistant at the lower school, my yep. my lacrosse and soccer lines were some of the worst lines you'd ever seen in your life. <laughs> Looked like a drunk man painted them <laughs> until I learned. You yeah. know, I learned how to do it. Like, it takes time. Yep. Uh, the, the last thing I needed was my boss or one of my fellow employees to tweet that out. Sure. You know, like, look at this dummy. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah. Like, that's not how you – it's not how you grow someone. Yeah. Like, we're, we're supposed to be growing more than grass. We're supposed to be growing each other. Let's yep. let's continue doing that. I also, if one of my guys wrecks a mower into the pond, I'm not going to tweet it out. Like he didn't do it. He didn't drive it into the pond on purpose. No, he made a mistake. Like there's no point in beating him down any more than he already feels. Now, yeah. we might joke about it in the shop. We might cut up about it here. Absolutely. But outside of here, no one else is going to know about it. Right. You know. Um, Mistakes are mistakes for that. They're called mistakes for a reason. Yeah. Like, you didn't mean to do them. Right. Um, cause some guys some slack from time to time. I mean, I even, I even think if someone's being an idiot and, and has done something because he was doing something he shouldn't be doing or yep. her or whatever, that that's, you, there's no reason to, to nope. I mean, that, that needs, all that stuff needs to be handled in-house i mean i it's funny i i to go back to what you're talking about about painting the lines i i, I got i just i'm the world's worst sod estimator like i couldn't get it right to <laughs> save my life i promise you if there was a sod project and i was the one who estimated it, we were either going to be five pallets uh have it five pallets extra or we were going to be short by five pallets <laughs> i was i would tell them i'm like look if we're doing sod i'm not measuring it i had to get i had to um I had to get good. Once I got uh, able to use Google Earth and things, you know, measuring tools, I was, I, I got a handle on it. <laughs> but for whatever reason, my math was awful, you know, and, and I just was like, man, I can't Did you guys do start making you hold the stupid end of the tape? Oh, excellent. I, they just said, you stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's bad. Yeah, we got this. Well, I said, go out there and measure it. I'd be like, man, I'm not even going to sit here. And, I mean, you know, it's just, and so anyways, I think that, uh, I think social media is here to stay. I, I don't know what's coming around the corner, but I like the interaction. That's my favorite part yep. about it. I like being able to see what people are doing, get, get in touch with someone, talk to someone if you need to. Um, you know, I've talked to many people over the podcast that I do and, and sort of met some really cool people, been able to talk to a lot of people and Twitter for specifically has allowed me to do that. You know, I had a guy come up to me, um, STMA conference. We didn't go this past year, so the year before. Um, and he was basically, are, are you John Klinsman? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's like, I follow you on Twitter. I'm like, awesome. Like, that's, I, I made a new acquaintance, a new friend right. or whatever. And, right. and he does the same thing we do here um, at a school in, in up, up north. I don't remember even what state at this point. But yeah. it was just really great to get to talk to him about his challenges because it's a lot of the same challenges. Yep. You know, it's a, it's a school very similar. Um, and being able to uh, 
to talk to him about that and just meet him from follow being yeah. following on Twitter is just great. And it's a yeah. it's a great way to stay in touch with guys that you uh you don't normally get to stay in touch sure. with that you normally wouldn't ever talk to. Um if you if you use it right. You know, I you will seldom see a picture I post on Twitter of an area that doesn't look good. Right. You know, and that's strategic. You know, sure. I'm not I'm not going out there to take a picture of the 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 failures of what we're doing. I well, want, no, that's, I want to show that's what we the shine. unfortunate side of of social media is nobody posts the negative stuff. Nobody yeah. talks about the bad stuff. You know, and I think you, there's a there's a right way to do that, whether it's your own life or whether you're what you're doing. We, we did do that. We did do that last year. We we missed with some ryegrass and and we were. I was tweeting out about correcting it, you know, trying to get it better right. for the season. You know, we, we did do that a little bit, but it's kind of strategic in how you do it. Um, I also don't try to compare what I'm doing to what anybody else is doing, whether it be in my life or whether it yeah. be at work. Um, Adam Poitnier over at the National Soccer Club was posting, I think it was his assistant, posted some pictures of their field, and they're just – they're immaculate. They're amazing. The stripes are great. I'm not trying to – compete with him right he's got it's looking great but i i love getting to see his field too yeah. you know so um I, I think you're absolutely right there's a there's a right way and there's a wrong way yeah. to use it and it's all in how you do it yeah. um we'll probably be pointed out for all of our wrong ways and i hope so <laughs> you know uh, I, I mean, I think I don't mind being pointed out either it's I, just i've i've gotten over that i mean it it doesn't matter to me i don't i don't really I don't really worry about it too much about other. I mean, I feel like I'm doing what I'm doing and, and as long as I'm doing believe, the best I can in this life. Yeah. As long as I believe what I'm doing and believe what I say, then yeah. I, I don't worry too much about I it. Agree. You know, I think that's, and, and, and I think, you know, we both have kids. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, you, that's the message we try to give them. It's like, Absolutely. you know, just use don't it worry for about others. Use it for some, something good. Don't degrade others. Yep. You know, build each other up. Build each other up. We were having that conversation with a, a baseball team I'm coaching. Um, it's a group of sixth graders basically, and they wanted to bash each other the whole time, like yeah. make fun of each other for messing a ground ball or whatever. I'm like, it's not what we're here for. Yeah, we're here to build each other up. That's right. Continue building each other because you're gonna mess up too. Yep. And you're not gonna like it whenever he points you out for it. So let's build each other up. That's right. Perfect way to end this one. Perfect way to end this one. Build a build each other up. I'm learning how to end these podcasts. That's right, man. I love. Hey, you'll become a naturalist. Absolutely. Wait till you become people notice you because you're famous now. Absolutely. (laughs) Aren't you the guy on the podcast? That's right. Yes, I am. That's right. (laughs) Well, buddy, John, it's been it's been a good one, man. It's been real. Wrap it up. Said I did there. Yeah, it's been real. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Please be sure to rate, share, subscribe. Leave a review if you found something useful uh, or want to uh, pass along some information. Uh, reach us at uh, Keep It Real Pod on Twitter, um, and we both have Twitter accounts that are on our personal. You can find us there too as well. So, anything else, buddy? I'm good. All right, man. Well, that's it for the episode. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs>